Welcome to the first episode of Benny on Hacks, the podcast about the development of Hacks, the first decentralized blockchain certificate of deposits. This is your host Benny. Today's guest is Steph from Hacks.Live. We will discuss about how he got into Hacks, we will take a look at the playful design choices of Hacks.Live, and finally explore how Hacks rewards commitment. Enjoy! Steph, welcome to the show. Welcome to the first episode of Benny on Hacks. Um, Hi, yeah. Benny. Thank you very much for having me on. Uh, that's a pleasure and honor to be the first. Uh, I hope we're going bring to have a, a nice conversation. Yeah, happy to have you here. Um, Steph, you are doing uh, one of my favorite Hackstats website. Um, I think... I. I love it because of of the design you have. It's it's pretty cool. I, I like like the neat style, and that's why I wanted to have you as my first guest. Yeah, thank thank you. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very surprised. I mean, um, I'm receiving you know on a daily basis you know dozen of messages and comments saying, yeah, site is beautiful. Uh, we like it. Uh, we want to see more. Um, so yeah, it's quite satisfying to uh, see that the community is responding very positively. Mm-hmm. How did you decide uh, to create that this website? So so I kind of got in X um, at some point at the end of January, mm-hmm. and um, I quickly you know ran around. Price was kind of going a bit up at the time and. I was going around different, you know, regular sites to get some information about either the price or the project or, and then I quickly, you know, tumble upon uh, CoinGecko. I think many, many folks in the community at a point that were looking at CoinGecko for having uh, some data because that was the only site aggregator that was pulling data from Uniswap where uh, at that time 99% of the volume was. So uh, as everybody, I was just looking, you know, uh, you know, a few times a day at, you know, the, the data on, on Gecko to seeing, seeing uh, you know, how the investment was performing. And then I quickly realized, you know, that I think the experience on mobile uh, was not what I wanted. It was not auto-refreshing the, the data. So, you know, I, to, to, to refresh the entire page, so I decided to say, hey, you know, I, you know, I'm a software engineer by training. I'm going to try to, um, I always wanted to work on the blockchain related stuff. I'm going to train myself. I'm going to read up, you know, a mm-hmm. little bit more about the smart contract. I'm going to read up a bit more about the Uniswap smart contract. And this is how I got started at some point. Yeah. Early February. Just so with a kind of a window of saying, yeah, let's do a little prototype really for myself so that, you know, I'm learning something new, but also uh, I will be able to have like, you know, more accurate and eventually more pleasing uh, data to experience um, my investment. Yeah, that, that's how it starts, you know, with a little prototype only for yourself because uh, you like it so much. Uh, yeah. That's how, how I do also some of my uh, projects. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's really great. Um, 
I remember that I saw your website only, you know, uh, in February. Before that, there were other Hexstat websites. Yeah. Um, there was one which was also very uh, designy, and I liked it very much. But the guy who developed it, uh, he quit. Um, it was called Hexstats. Uh, com, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. Yes. It, it's it's really interesting because. I, so throughout the months of February, uh, you know, it's really early February to mid-February. So it's kind of like uh, some of the early folks in the community are starting uh, spreading some, some fun or quitting, not being happy with how the project was going. And then that was kind of at the same time where I was kind of building something. So it was almost some, some a blessing that, you know, um, you know, some people decided just to leave the ecosystem and I was just, you know, providing some value to uh, folks in the community at, at that very moment. So I, I got lucky just, you know, just provide something uh, that people wanted where um, there was maybe a, a bit of a, yeah, a gap. Um, but even 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 though like there is many other, other sites that are doing a fantastic job, uh, you know, the, um, the site like Together by Fireburn, uh, yeah. Exop Visions and Uniswap Vision as doing so much, I think, good stuff for the, the ecosystem because the level of transparency and data we, we get across all the different functions and data sets into X is mind-blowing. Yeah, it, it, it's really amazing. There are a lot of people, uh, a lot of developers uh, who build these sites and they're each are unique, you know. They are different from each other. And I think yours, uh, the French from the others by having, you know, these concise stats and showing, um, you know, around it up to a number. You don't want to yeah. see, you know, the whole number. You just want to see the shortened version. And, and I really like it. Um, back, back in December, uh, I had my Telegram channel where I also tried to concentrate on, you know, having only a very precise number rounded them up and showed them nicely. <laughs> I don't know if you, if you checked, you know, uh, my telegram channel. No, I'm, I'm not sure I'm, I'm in it, but I'm, you know, happy to just to, to join and, uh, engage, uh, right after the call. Ah, great, great. Um, actually did it, you know, um, it, it was handmade a bit, you know, I didn't automate mm -hmm. stuff. So, uh, I had some Excel sheets and, and, and I feed the data, you know, manually. Um, mm -hmm. So it was a bit tiresome. And then all the others were, you know, doing the sites. So I just kind of stopped doing it. Um, currently, I'm just making a we weekly recap where I just present the stats. I will, I will invite you after the, after the call. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm interested. I mean, uh, you know, every everything that's you know someone is building or some ideas, I find it really fascinating because maybe something not something I provide, uh, and I'm learning. You know, I'm learning something new about Hex. So uh, definitely, I'll check it out. Ah, great. Um, did you um, contribute to any other projects, other cryptocurrency projects before, or is it you know the first project? No, so so I've been uh, following the crypto space kind of like since uh, 2013. Um, at the time, where there was the, the big bull run to a thousand dollars Bitcoin. Um, at the time, I was working in in London. I'm in the US right now, 
And one of my colleagues was actually mining Bitcoin, um, but I kind of dismissed it. Uh, I, was, I felt like it was, I, I consider myself to be a bit nerdy, but it felt a bit too far right um, uh, to me. I didn't read up and I was a mistake. You know, I should have at least read one or two articles and I could have made, changed my, my mind. Two years later, I was uh, in a business trip in San Francisco and uh, met a young guy uh, there that's telling me about Bitcoin. Uh, I was way younger than me, I think it was, it was 20. And I felt, um, yeah, I feel a bit embarrassed that the second time I come across Bitcoin <laughs> and, and people are thinking, thinking to me about me, it's, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a computer science topic. And so um, I decided just to spend uh, two weeks, but really two weeks, you know, a couple of hours every day uh, ramping up my games about, you know, cryptography. So uh, learning about, you know, uh, I, I, knew, I knew the basics, but refreshing my mind by, you know, encryption, hashing, uh, how do you apply that uh, in, the, in, the, um, in the context of a blockchain? And then when you go down the rabbit hole, you, you start you know, learning about economics and all these different, you know, uh, you know adjacent topics. Um, so I, yeah, I spent a good two weeks to, to look into it and I felt like, well, this, this, looks, this looks quite interesting, very risky, but uh, interesting project. And I decided yeah, to put a bit of money on Bitcoin at that time. And I cut the, the low of that cycle. Um, so yeah, I had a, a, was about this 2016? Yeah, or yeah. When you cut it was the, the, the summer. It was the summer 2015, uh, around between July and August, and I I managed to to get about 60 60 Bitcoin for uh, it was 300 dollars a Bitcoin at the time. Ah, great, great <laughs> around that time. Yeah, yeah. That, but, well, what happened? You know, I look at the graph, say, well, six or low. I was, you know, it was, yeah, seventy um, percent <laughs> down from the top. I say, well, let's let's get in now. Um, I'll, you know, I had like um, a rule for myself that I would, you know, go out to to cut my losses uh, after some points or take profit after a certain threshold, um, and it's what I did. But uh, yeah, that's what got me into like even further yeah, into into crypto. Then it was that 2015, and from that point on, I I just I've kept following uh, all the developments of being Ethereum's um, and all different like project. Uh, obviously, the big cycle of 2017, 2018, and um, yeah, in 2017, you know, I, I discovered uh, Richard Hard on on it was a, called the, the uh, Bitcoin Morning Show or crypto. Crypto News World or something, a, a channel like it was a channel uh, around the summer 2017, and uh, Richard was a guest for a couple of times, and this hard discovery. Nice. What did you like the most about discovering him when you saw him the first time? Um, I, I, I it would be, it would be not honest just to say that you know I I quickly clicked with, with Richard. I think he, would, he, he did a couple of inter interventions. I think uh, something I, I just generally like about him, he just uh, uh, tends to be very thoughtful uh, about, you know, um, uh, all, all the different arguments he put together. Yeah. And, um, and I see something I like, right? If he, you know, he put his, his, his neck on the line, just his, he follows through. If he makes mistakes, he'll, he's, he's, you know, he changes his mind. Oh, you are just he's thinking it's something that very uh, rarely people do. Uh, you know, he said he was a Bitcoin max maximalist, and then he shifted over, he reevaluated re uh, the data, and he changed mm -hmm. his mind. So I think that's uh, something powerful that not that many people with a public following do. 
like being people in the crypto space or artists or politicians, people that say I was wrong and I'm changing. It's really rare, actually. Uh, so yeah, I think it's... I really yeah, it, it's not just rare in, you know, in public space, I think, also, privately, you know. I agree, among, I agree. Among I agree. friends, it happens also. Um, to admit your own mistakes uh, or, or at work, um, I see that rarely, but I, but I like if somebody is doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, R Richard Hart also can go into detail, and that's what I, why I like him. You know, it goes... He goes into detail if he knows that you can talk in more detail about it. Yeah, I, and I mean, the great thing is that I think because of his, his life and he, he was a bolusing for the past uh, uh, and his intellect, I think for the past uh, 10 to 15 years to you know learn about a lot about different topics. And you, you can clearly, clearly see, you know, just uh, listening to his uh, shows or interviews or even debates uh, that he knows a lot about a lot of different topics, you know, being health, science, economics, uh, dating, lifestyle, gambling, mm. uh, politics. Um, and he puts, yeah, he, I think he's very opinionated. He knows a lot and put a fairly strong case on many, to, uh, you know, many, many topics. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's great for, you know, person to follow overall. And um, definitely when, when, <laughs> when he started, so, uh, when I think it was 2018, I started discussing, or maybe, yeah, 2018 started discussing about his own project. I felt that I was a bit disappointed because I looked into it. I think it was called C CFD or it was, um, it was a project, it was a project to, um, to be able to use like the computing powers and, you know, actually instead of wasting it to uh, compute actual real, you know, real, uh, life uh, issues. It could be in, uh, uh, aerospace or fluid dynamics or uh, life science and um, and I was not really really uh, really compelled by the, the project I, I didn't really see it go through uh, I do a lot of like product uh, and tech stuff uh, for a living and um, I was not you know it was not I was not connecting the dot there so I, I thought that it would it would fail it would be very very hard and you know a couple of months later he, he gave up and he decided to to go on another project, which he started, uh, you know, calling uh, Bitcoin X and then move, moving mm. to Excel at some point. Yeah, I, I followed it also along. It was his uh, product discovery. Yeah. And, and it's so interesting to follow him along. And uh, you can just uh, still go onto his channel and just watch those um, talks and just see how, you know, this whole idea around hacks evolved in him. And yeah. he, but by little by little, he just you know gave away information, um, and hinted towards it. Uh, I, I liked it. <laughs> um, and what what are you doing actually outside of uh, the crypto domain, outside of your current project with Hex Live? Um, you're a software engineer, right? Uh, so right now I'm doing uh, a bit of strategy and operations. So uh, depending on the companies, you know, the the role is called either you know program manager or product manager. Um, but yeah, a couple of years back, you know, I was starting as a you know software engineer, mm -hmm. and then now I I'm leading more like you know product visions, organizing the work for teams, um, delivering value to to market, shipping, doing all the 
the higher level and strategic uh, thinking when when building a uh, technology. Um, yeah, so I'm actually working for one of the largest company uh, in the in the space, which is Google. Um, ah, okay. And yeah, work, working on um, on kids' products. Nice. Um, I, re I recently discovered uh, Flutter, the Flutter framework. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it's really cool. I like uh, to. I created all, um, already my first app with it. Um, wow, nice! I, I, I really like it. Um, Are you but, yourself a software engineer? Yeah, but uh, I mean, I kind of became one, and I would already say that I'm a software engineer right now. Um, but, but I'm coming from uh, the data science field. I see. Uh, I started as a quant, quant uh, quantitative yeah. analyst, and yes. then then came into data science more and more, and software engineering was more and more needed. Um, yeah, and, uh, now, I'm, now I'm a data engineer and privately uh, doing, uh, you know, some app development, and uh, that's how I came across with Flutter. I just wanted. Uh, the coolest um, framework which is out there. <laughs> <laughs> actually, my the team I'm currently working with is actually using uh, Flutter, uh, and um, the the product that we are working on is actually uh, you know one source code and it's released across Android, iOS, and web uh, with very little you know, conf config changes for all the different uh, platform. But uh, the productivity gains that you you have um, with Flutter is is huge. Is huge. Yeah, it's really nice. One code base, and you can release it on different platforms. Yep. So, yep. so, so nicely. I love it. <laughs> what was your uh, initial idea behind uh, Hex Hex Live? What features did you want to provide? So, and and, and did you want to? Um, I know you wanted to make it like almost seem like an app an application on a mobile device but you still decided for um to have it as a web app yeah i as you know as i told you it was a, yeah it just happened to me that a few at the very time when i started doing my first investment in x i was going around uh the city a lot and i, I was on my mobile and i really didn't have a good time just going through to conveco or just flipping through the different uh, start site. So I, was, I, I just wanted something um, just for myself that was somewhat optimized, uh, nice looking, uh, doing a quick overview of the, the key things that are important and not going into the, the details. You know, you mentioned uh, having the precision of all the numbers. Uh, you know, sometimes you just just don't need all of that. It's just saying, hey, I want a quick, quick, quick look at how, how things are going up or down. And I feel like it's what people want. They want something fast. They want something uh, simple. Uh, so that, I think that was that was my initial idea. Is like, can I start prototyping something very very simple where you you, you get in in a few seconds you, you get all the info you, you want across different areas of the project. You know, like the market stuff about the smart contract itself, um, and uh, and also stuff about your own. Uh, your own account, uh, so to speak, or multiple accounts, and and so you know, I just started uh, just doing for for myself at the beginning, and then um, share it publicly. Uh, I think the first week it got so much great reception. I think 
the day I released it on the first day, I need to go back to, to the data that more than uh, than 150 users on the first day, I released the domain, like the app on the domain. Uh, well, I call it app, but it's kind of a web app. And I told myself, oh, that's, that's interesting, you know, and uh, week, one week, two weeks, I started doing a couple of features. I changed a bit the layout uh, and it keeps on, keeps on growing, keeps on growing. Uh, some other people in the community like pick it up uh, and start, you know, showcasing it on their, you know, YouTube show. Uh, and I felt like then I had some, the responsibility just to provide, you know, uh, you know, fast and performance and uh, reliable data to everybody like trusting what they're seeing. So um, that became more kind of a, a serious project at, at that point in time of like, and not thinking so much about providing the front end a nice, good looking stuff, but also, hey, let's double check or triple check the X uh, smart contract code, right? So I read a couple of times the Solidity code, just engaging with the different uh, uh, developer in the community, looking at GitHub, um, you know, self uh, self learning about Ethereum's and different you know smart contract functions, or, or you you bring and, and and piece together all of the different elements, so that uh, I can provide like uh, fast and reliable uh, data uh, for users. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, what you did there is really nice. I, I like also the new features, um, the market feature with the neon color. Mm -hmm. um, did you do everything on your own or do you have some other people who helped you with the development? Well, in, yeah, initially that's that just, you know, that just, that was just myself. Uh, I'm keep doing, you know, most of the work. And now I'm at the stage where I'm asking the question, like the question, do I need to go to the next level? Meaning, should I hire a designer? Because I've done the design, I've, you know, people can think that, you know, that looks nice and all, all, all and good, but I did it myself and I'm, I'm not a designer. I just have a, a good sense of what works in the industry in general, just by, by because of my professional work. So making it just a small consistency, uh, I feel it's a, a bit more cluttered. Um, the web versions, yeah, it's a bit too dense. So creating kind of almost like a financial dashboard for people that want to play into it. Um, like some of this trendy app that you see on the market, you see uh, Robin Hood, uh, it's a trading, trading app uh, very popular in, in, in the US or in Europe, you also have like Revolut or N25, you know, some of these apps have very nice uh, looking feel. So whether it's you, you look at the mobile uh, layout or the web layout, my goal is to provide something you come in and whether you are new to crypto, you're new to X, uh, or you're more ad advanced X users, uh, I want to be able to service the different markets with, you could imagine, very simple onboarding and going towards more advanced mode where um, you could copy stack someone, you, you could follow different accounts or addresses and say, look at their ROI over time on the monthly, weekly, monthly, or yearly basis and say, hey, I want to just copy stack that guy with 100X, right? And then um, I can, pro instead of like splitting, creating 100 or 1,000 transactions, depending on who you're following, I could have like a smart contract, you know, eventually performing that, 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 that on behalf of the user. So they just have one transaction, right? I haven't researched all of the details, but this is where uh, I'd like to go eventually. And this is what I'm asking myself now. I'm doing it myself. It starts taking a bit of time, most of my evenings and weekend. And the question is like, do I want to go to the next step? 
and eventually hire a few people to support me. So it could be uh, on the engineering side or the data side, it could be on the um, community management side to help answer questions on board, report bugs, manage a triage, uh, what people are saying. Uh, and it could be also on the, uh, the design side. So this, this is the things I'm starting to think about and I will I'll make a call, I think in the next couple of weeks. Wow, uh, great. I mean, um, very nice plans. Good to hear that uh, you want to add uh, features and uh, you look into how to ma make your stat site even nicer. I, I saw earlier today that you posted a poll in your Telegram channel. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, where, where you asked everybody, like, what features... Uh, uh, do you guys want me to add? And uh, I think I think I I also participated in. Yeah, thank you. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I I did a, a kind of a bad job because I know I know the game in and out. You know, I released many many applications in the past. Uh, obviously, I work at Google, so I know a lot about analytics. Uh, and when I started working on on the um, on Exot Live, I, you know, plug in Google Analytics, but I didn't like set up all the events or tracking that I wanted. So I have very little visibility apart from time spent on each pages or uh, flow across pages on, you know, what people are clicking, uh, clicking or not clicking in terms of buttons, you know, it's something that you can implement if you want to. And I've done a poor job uh, doing so initially. So I, I lost kind of like two months of data. Um, so right now I'm, I'm realizing a bit of like, hey, what people in a higher level the feature level, yeah, what people want, uh, want. so I can start uh, listening to, to the community, like changing some of the stuff in the UI, or maybe something's not working for them, or there's too much information, not not enough. So people have, have been sharing some of the feedback. You know, I created the, the group like a week ago, um, and the next step is obviously to have like a mixed approach where I combine um, some of what people are saying, but also. Uh, looking at the data, because some people, you know, most people say something, or you have vocal people, but uh, it doesn't, it's not necessarily representative of uh, all the users that are using the platform, because people, you know, some people don't just don't have a voice, or don't care to have a voice, but maybe they use the platform more. So I am very biased towards being very data-driven in the way I move forward with the platform. That's great, yeah. Uh, as a data scientist, I can tell. It is very important <laughs> to know uh, how people use your platform. Um, and, uh, but, you know, in, in the initial stages, you just focus on different things. And so that's great. Um, I think one feature I, I would really like to see, I, I think I didn't see it anywhere, is that when you have your position, uh, you staked, yeah. uh, and you have your profile, um, uh, picture your on the profile tab. Yes, uh, you can see exactly how much was staked, and it would be nice to see the interest as well as uh, the accrued penalties, um, which were allocated, you know, to your stake, and 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 to see that you know both. Yeah, I, th I, I think I know. I know what you mean. Is like right now I give. Um, I only give uh, penalty aggregate and uh, the breakdown down below uh, per stake. Uh, so I just give penalties and interest data for the stakes that have been ended. Right. I don't. I don't compute 
uh, ongoing data for ongoing sex. So that has been a request. I, I, do I understand correctly your question? That's your... Yeah, I think that that's exactly it. And uh, other websites also don't do it. I think the go.hex.win uh, shows you how much interest you gained, uh, but it uh, doesn't show um, all the penalty bonuses which you would also get. So it, was, yeah. it would be just nice to see, you know, how much value you have aggregated throughout your stake and what it is currently valued. Yeah, that's something, uh, that's actually something like uh, not that compli complicated to do, uh, but you, I mean, technically it's not complicated, just requires a bit of time just to, to implement. Um, yeah, and it's currently provided by go.x.win. If you go into the, the stake uh, tab, you'll see, uh, you can't accrue interest um, for, for your stake. But uh, I agree, it's been something requested a few times by, by different users uh, to understand where you are. Where you are. Um, and as well, you know, that just goes with kind of related features. It's like, hey, if, you know, as the price goes up, you can imagine some people want to take profit and maybe, you know, they're, they're more than break even with the current price appreciation and they're willing just to uh, suffer a bit of penalties. So having that, you know, that interest uh, accrued over time plus kind of a penalty estimator to say, hey, if I get out, you know, I know I know how much I'm going to pay. Um, I don't think it exists. And that's uh, one of the top feature on the next feature on, on my list. Yeah, also this, but I also thought about, you know, all the penalties which other pay and uh, you are receiving mm -hmm. um, because yeah. of your stake, um, I don't think this is included into in the interest of go.hex.win, or is it also? Uh, that's that's a good question. I haven't looked into the detail. Um, I believe uh, that's a good question. I, I would have to check or even even ask because I don't know how much of uh, the go.hex.win code is is public. Um, but for sure, you know, if I provide something, I will. I would want to to give some you know, aggregate data, but also the breakdown of like, hey, some of it is just pure interest and uh, some of it is just uh, the bonus you get on penalties. Where, where I'd like to go is like, you know, if you want to onboard more people, you really want to, to make it easy and simple for them. So whether they want to stake, you should prov provide them not only with like um, kind of a potential ROI that they're going to get, you know, if they stake for one year, but also, you know, a visual representation. Say, hey, this is how much you're going to, where you're going to, where you're gonna be, I can even do some projection about like which kind of league you gonna you may go up based on how long you stake, right? Because I, I gamified a bit the, the experience. Um, so yeah, and same thing for for penalties. You know, just giving the, the proper incentive or proper information for for folks saying, hey, well, you you want to emergency emergency unstake now uh, because the price did uh, you know 50x and you don't care about the penalties. But look at what you would get with, with rough projections, what you could get if you were to stay in, right? At, at, even, at, yeah. even, even at constant price, right? So this kind of things that I want to put in. And I think what I realized with, with X, because it's a, a strong staking you know, uh, a platform, I, I even call it like commitment uh, platform. I was thinking about it like the entire week. I think it's a commitment platform. Right. It rewards people that commit the most, uh, both in size and in time. And uh, there's so many aspects of our, our lives, right? Uh, whether it's relationship, whether you take a you know, mortgage, they are related to that idea of commitment. 
Um, that, so X, I think, not beyond the smart contract, all the different things that you can build on top to just, uh, you know, just interface with uh, the idea of commitment mm -hmm. uh, is, you know, something that I'm starting to think about uh, more and more. Um, so what I'd like to do for, for, for X.Live is be that platform where it's, you know, easy to understand, you know, once, once you're in, in X, it's easy to understand how to best manage your X with, you know, really put it, put, to put the emphasis on people that think the most long term, in term you know, uh, and have, you know, stronger, strongest commitment uh, to platform and show them, show, you know, show the way that, you know, people that stick longer get more shares, get more rewarded yeah. over time. Um, as you know, I was very surprised and I, I sometimes not that, that surprised when I started to put together the aggregate style in the X tab where you see the league and the distribution per leagues. It's, it's interesting that, you know, people that have the most money are often the ones that think the most long term. Yeah, I, that, that's really fascinating. I also looked at it. You, you just see uh, the average staking length is just increasing with, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, with the mm -hmm. sizes. Yeah. Uh, and I also love this commitment system which you just described. Yeah. Because I think it's the only system where you can outcompete others by commitment. Yeah. You know, you you're you're maybe you know, maybe you just have hundred dollars and you wanna just increase, you know, your uh, your share in, in the whole pie. Yeah. And you can just increase it by just staking longer than anybody else. Yeah. Uh, and and even yeah. and you could even say that uh, I I believe I, I would have to double check that but I believe that the longer pays better uh, bonus is slightly more interesting than the bigger uh, pay, pays uh, better bonus. So um, even someone that has a bit more money than you, maybe not ten x more than you, but a bit more money than you, if you just uh, think more long term than the person, you will have more share over time. So I think. Um, yeah, that's something you know I really want to highlight in the platform. It's like, hey, this is this is the different options uh, in front of you. Uh, this is what people have done in the past. You know, it's your choice, but uh, you could be there. And I, I want to you know provide these kind of like future options to people. So when they make a choice, they're not too impulsive about it. Say, hey, I want a quick box. I've got uh, a million eggs, and I just want to have just passive income. So I'm just taking uh, seven days a week. I think that's a bit weak thinking i think mm. that's that may be fine for many people that where their lives may be dramatically changed by doing so uh but i think they could even be more rewarded with a little nudge towards longer term thinking and i want to be that platform that just encourage that uh because not only it will benefit uh, in my opinion to, to to those people uh but the entire ecosystem the more people stake and stake longer the more the project is likely to to be successful in terms of price appreciation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the underlying system is already, you know, uh, trying to emphasize on it, and and you also with your uh, leak leak system which you implemented um, is making it so playful that you know people just want to be staked and people want to stake longer because they want to be a shark, mm -hmm. um, and. Uh, uh, I really like it. How did you come come up with the leak system? <laughs> it's it's so funny. It's even nice to be a cool crab, you know. It's, uh, yeah, so, you just name it and so nicely. <laughs> I, th I think that's a bit of my you know my personality. I like to make make jokes in general. Uh, I'm very playful, uh, and I 
I just, it turns out that I've been playing uh, a bit of video game um, for the past 10 years. And one that you may, you may have heard about is called League of Legends. Mm-hmm. Um, my analogy of League of Legends is a bit like a very short version of ba- digital basketball, right? Uh, where the, the, <laughs> uh, the hoop is like uh, just a, a target that you, you need to destroy. But it's, you know, it's five on five, uh, uh, real time. You have different, you know, strategy, different strengths. You have heavy characters. Um, you have more lightweight characters. And um, for people that don't know uh, League of Legends, just check it out. Uh, it's, it's very fun. Um, it's, it might actually be one of the most played, um, you know, uh, mobile. The category of, of, of game is called Mobile for Massive Online uh, Battle Arena. Uh, maybe after Fortnite, but you know it's one of the top for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I know the game. Uh, I played uh, Dota and Warcraft three, yeah. um, and it evolved from 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 this. And I wanted to get into League of Legends. And one of my friends, uh, one of my best friends, he uh, was very into it. But he played already for months. And when he starts playing, you know, he gets really good at it. Mm-hmm. And he, he wanted to teach me and he didn't have patience, you know. So the first first day when we played, he screamed over Skype at me because I was doing very stupid stuff. And, and then I just stopped playing. <laughs> yeah. So I never yeah. got into it. I know, I think that's, uh, there's so much little details in the game that it's easy for, if you've been playing for a while, to forget, you know, the unwrap, you know, the experience to go through something new and all the different de- details. Uh, you could imagine um, someone, let's say someone has played like uh, soccer or football, uh, as we say in Europe. Um, mm-hmm. And be- because of soccer is, you know, culturally present everywhere, people have an understanding of like, hey, you need to hit the ball. But let's imagine that someone comes from another planet and, and I never played soccer, right? You put them with the ball there. Obviously, they don't. They they won't know. Even if you tell them the rules, they won't have the feeling about it because they haven't been watching or seeing or even and playing since they are very young. Um, so it will be so frustrating to play with them, right? Yeah, I think that's definitely. Uh, you know, just giving like a, a gross example, but um, it's it's a case in many. Um, I think in many disciplines where you become an expert, sometimes you, you forget how all the different, you know, steps and threshold, you know, learning, learning uh, threshold that you had to pass through. Um, but also, you know, that may, maybe means that your, your friend is not a, uh, a good teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he's a good player, but definitely not a good teacher. And he apologized me afterwards, and then he wanted to get me into it again. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm staying with uh, my Halo. Yeah, so, so to, to, to come back a little bit on, on Hex, yeah. so I... Because of my work, uh, you know, I know a lot of like gamifications and reward systems. There's a lot of that obviously in gaming. Uh, you want to have people to play and have fun and get rewarded for their relative performance. Even if you're not really good, you want to give them some little, you know, hey, you did a good job uh, or a little, you know, virtual badge and that makes people stay. People, people are happy with little things, right? Uh, myself included, you know, we are all subjective to, to that. We love, we love badges. We like... Uh, 
you know, being being yeah. <laughs> uh, rewarded for uh, even the little things that, that we did. And that's what you see a lot in, in gaming. So I felt that, you know, uh, it was natural to me just to, to make Hex a bit more enjoyable. Actually, if you want to have like reach a broader audience to, to kind of reuse some of these techniques that you see in, in gamification uh, for the project, it's, it's really simple right now, right? Um, this concept of whales and, you know, uh, a fish, fish related uh, theme has been present, I think, in the ecosystem for, for a while. Uh, so I, mm. I, I just look, you know, I just look it up, like what kind of like scale I could put together. And then I was thinking that I would, I don't want to think about it too much. So I need something that is dynamic and I don't have to manage over time. And uh, when this, this concept of uh, share, right? Uh, if I just the concept of, like pure money, uh, is less interesting than this concept of, of share because that the, the you know the share shares an increase of, of time and you can you can have them uh, relative to one another. So um, yeah, this is what I, I went with. Uh, I did a couple of experiments to make sure that you know I could get the, the upper bound, the lower bound in something that felt at least uh, reasonable for the foreseeable future. Um, and as you can see, there's a top, there's a top, uh, top league that nobody is in. And I find it very, yeah. very exciting. Uh, so you can imagine that some people eventually could, could, could be in that league, uh, <laughs> in the ecosystem. Yeah. But, uh, and right now, you know, you don't really know, you know, you could be someone that spread their, their hex across multiple addresses, but it gives, it gives a sense of like how the overall distribution. Definitely. And with the, um, bigger pays better bonus mm -hmm. they should actually aggregate you know at least 250 million yeah uh, so that you can see them uh, better they would also be rewarded um yeah and not just your league system has gamification i i also like to scroll through your feed where you have the most notable ac actions and then sometimes there's one popping out like legendary steak. <laughs> when I see that, I'm like, oh, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you, you know, if you look at it now, I think we're, yeah, yeah, there is actually one that just ended. Like, I'm um, just referred to feed. I don't know, it was about 10 hours ago. You know, someone staked 240 million eggs uh, for seven days. And it's almost $1 million. Can you imagine that? Someone said, okay, I'm blocking $1 million in that new uh risky ecosystem and for a week they earn two thousand dollars right and so my idea there was to say hey this is the same way you have some sort of a hierarchy or graduation in the league system is like hey i want i want to surface like what's happening in the ecosystem it was also also for myself but also if we want to get more credibility in the wider crypto community saying hey it's just calm or nobody uses it I mean, I got some evidence that this is the opposite, right? I got, you got clear evidence. Yeah. And people say, well, just look at the blockchain. But nobody, nobody is excited to look at the ether scan or things like transaction, the, the formatting. So uh, what I bring here is a bit of fun, a bit of, you know, UI, UI nuggets. Um, and then, yeah, the, so the hashtag is just to, to bring in some of the, the, the memes that we have in the community, like bigger, pass better, longer, pass better, better, emergency, uh, unstake. And legendary is like a, something used often um, in, in gaming, like when people, you know, doing multiple kills in a row or this kind of stuff. And so, um, yeah, um, I'm, you know, I'm just playing around with a few things that I've to my mind that could make it fun. People, people like it. 
if mm. you know if I'm expanding over time with uh, you know I told you, you know, I'm looking to designer or you know going to the next step with X5, uh, it's it's likely that I have a, a fair revamp of the platform to go even further in the way I'm presenting data, so it's even more entice, enticing and fun for for people. Yeah, yeah, and um, do you know the book Hooked? Um, no, no, I may I may have no. uh, heard about it. I think, but uh, I haven't yeah. read it yeah, for sure. It just came to my mind because uh, I love this uh, gamification and, and these elements. Mm -hmm. um, they um, are so well put together uh, that um, you want to stay in the ecosystem. And uh, this book called Hook uh, is about how to create, you know, um, these uh, habit forming products mm -hmm. how to create them like uh, when for example facebook wants you to stay on facebook so um they for example they made make an infinite feed you know you, you scroll down and you just stay there yeah um and i love these little league systems uh and these gamifications um they also encourage that behavior, I think, and also hacks in itself. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's so interesting. Like what you're just touching on right now, because I'm actually longer term. I'm I'm just facing that you know dilemma where you are, as, I said, as I was mentioning before, you. I mean, if you want the price to appreciate, you you want people to stake, so you diminish the supply, right? Um, yeah. And so I want to encourage, you know, the habit, the longer, long, long term habit, as mentioned before. But you also want eventually people just to, to have fun and come back. So that's kind of the trade-off I'll have to grapple with as in the next couple of uh, months. I'm, uh, as I'm thinking about you know, doing a V2 or a revamp of the UI, it's like, what can you do for people to have a fun short term while having them thinking about the long term? Right, so it's kind of the things that that, that kind of tension uh, I'll have to resolve. I think uh, um, just to make you know, the the platform more enjoyable. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I've also some ideas pop into my mind, like what would what would uh, make me happy, and you know this whole thing of getting to hex .live, uh every day, almost every five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> to, to to check all the stats, you know, it, it's uh, it's it get me gets me hooked yeah. very much. And uh, how about if you you know, it would be an application on the mobile, and you get a push notification. You just made this amount of money and interest, and you just get it every day. I mean, yeah. So nice to know. <laughs> this is this plan. Um, it's called like digest, right? There's different ways I can look about it. Like if I. If people are willing just to, to give me advice, they could have like an email digest. If they want to be more privacy about thinking on the web, you have this uh, web notification API has been released uh, in the next couple of uh, past couple of years. So people could subscribe to you know the web notification alert, and then if their web browser is open, they will see a little pop up there. Hey, uh, if it, you know, uh, hey, uh, huh. something is happening on on X, right? So and I, you could fine tune even your, your notification. Uh, if I go down the road of developing a mobile application uh, at some point, it's obviously even uh, easier because you have uh, natively the push notification system there. Yeah, yeah. But great. I, I did know about the, uh, these little notifications and uh, browser. Yeah, yeah. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah.
Um, what, um, by the way, if we talk about uh, technology, uh, can you tell me a little bit about, about the technology stack? Because I'm really interested in how you developed Hex.Live. Yeah, so um, Hex.Live is uh, built on Vue.js for the front end. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the back end, I have a couple of like, uh, servers running some Node.js scripts. Um, so it's almost, yeah, it's full JavaScript. Um, I'm trying to think about, do I have any, any user languages that I'm leveraging? No, for both, you know, the, my front end and my back end is JavaScript. And so the framework I'm using on the front end is Vue.js. Um, I've been, you know, using Angular and React uh, in the past as well. So I was, I don't know, I wanted to learn a bit more about Vue. Um, I said, well, this project, you know, it's, it's a great project to learn a lot of different things, learn about blockchain learn about like, the latest things in the, in the web developments. And, and Vue is not, is not new, huh? it, it's been it's there for a while, but I did not know myself Vue and I enjoy it a lot. It's really fast to develop. There's a lot of um, good, good functionality just that has been taken from the Angular 1 and 2. Uh, and yes, yeah, some flexibility as well, like, like React. So I'm, uh, I, don't, you know, I don't want to be too technical for, for your audience, but these are like a web framework that allows you to uh, create web, app- web application where the page is not automatically reloading and you just refresh automatically some elements of the UI. Um, so that's why most people tend to use uh, this kind of framework for building mobile application. And it's wide, widely used in industry, whether you look at Gmail or Facebook, uh, Facebook using uh, their own version of React, um, it makes a very dynamic uh, and modern app- web application. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you choose JavaScript uh, because of all the uh, other technologies you wanted to use? Um, so, so for was... yeah, so for the front end, I mean, either you you you're building your front end from your from your back end, and you're serving stuff on uh, you know on demand, like a big like in, in, in PHP or other technology like that. But um, I'm not I'm not a big fan of that. Even yeah, I'm not I'm not such a big fan of that. Um, I want some, to put something very quick. Uh, uh, there and on the back end, um, I had a couple of options as well. You know, whether I was using, I mean, I've, I've been you know in IT for a while, so I, I know many languages, uh, programming languages, either you know Python or Go, uh, or yeah, JS. And um, I felt that it'll be much faster for me just to stick with one language if I wanted to, mm-hmm. um, you know, build my prototype. I didn't want to just to, you know disperse myself in too, too many different things. So I was like, I, I, initially, you know, I wanted something quick. I didn't actually even talk too much about what kind of stack I wanted to say, hey, I want to learn Vue. Uh, and on the back end, you know, I know, I know Node.js and uh, it's JavaScript as well. And that was easy to, to leverage. Um, I'd done similar projects, uh, very small project in the past. And, you know, you can, you can get started in two, three days with very, very uh, basic web application. Uh, for the storage layer, they call it in the industry the persistent layer, so the thing that you save. Uh, I use a leverage of Firebase uh, because uh, just being at Google, I've been using that that, that tool a lot. Uh, it's very easy just to to fetch the data, uh, set your permissions about who can access what kind of data. Um, the mm. the cost is very competitive. Um, so yeah, um, that's it. Vue.js, Node.js, and uh, Firebase. So Node.js on, on the back end is really to uh, f- communicate with the, the blockchain 
Um, so there's a couple of like uh, service provider that give you data uh, to communicate with the blockchain. Right now I'm using, uh, I'm leveraging a service called infura.io, I-N-F-U-R-A.io. Um, and right now, because of the level of activity that you have on X or on the blockchain, I'm still using their, their free, their free, uh, their free quota. So that's, that works really well for me. Uh, obviously when you do that, you expose yourself to a third party to provide you the data, right? They're running, my, my sense is that they must be running one or multiple Ethereum nodes. And then they're just providing um, the, the, the data that they're getting from their nodes. So, uh, you know, depending on how X.Live goes and the product goes, I may be investing in running my own nodes just to uh, even be a bit more like, you know, don't trust or verify kind of meme. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but also, you know, you, you could have like a service shutdown uh, if the more you have like um, dependencies, right? So I may do some sort of like risk assessments and cost assessments and decide to run my own nodes. Right now, because it's, it's you know, it's a, a new project, I decided that it would be just much faster to, to rely on a, that third party provider, which is one of the, the, the cleanest, I think, uh, API. Yeah, uh, and it works uh, pretty well. I think uh, I know about Infura also. Uh, I used it. Um, and the free version is uh, pretty, uh, it's enough also for me. Um, I have a little Python script, which gets down the transactions for the block. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's it's working nice. Thanks for sharing. Um so your current business model um, would be referrals and donations, right? Yeah, you, you could say that this is the current business model, even though it's not so much a, a business model, so to speak, right? Because this is short term, you know, I, in November that, that stops. Um, and you never know how many people are going to donate, right? Uh, right now, I've got some sense. I've been putting my referral link. It was broken at the beginning. And then Swift Salamander and Xologist just pointed out to me that my link was broken. So for about two, three weeks, actually, I had people click on my link. Uh, and, you know, the price was cheap there. So I missed, I missed uh. out on a lot. <laughs> Believe me, a lot of freaks I missed out on. Um, but then even yeah. <laughs> it, um, and I got a sense of like, um, I can project, you know, after two months, I can get a sense of like, you know, how much I'm getting from, from referrals. Uh, it covers the current server cost right now. Uh, I made some changes in my backend because I was pulling a lot of data and not optimizing my feed. Um, you know, just like, gonna quick, quick, I'm going to give you a quick example. For the feed, I was pulling all the stake uh, events, so ending stake and starting stake for the entire day. And since with, with the recent traffic, it started to increase. And right now, I think it was for one call, pulled every minute. Um, it was about yeah, 15,000 15, you know, entries that I was fetching from my database. You know, and every time I fetch a, a, an entry, I'm being billed against that, right? So you could imagine that mm. only for the feed, I was being, being you know, pulling 15, uh, no, it was like, yeah, 1,500, uh, so 1,500 uh, data points every second, every 60 seconds per user. And I've, I just I look at the data uh, last, last week and say, oh, my, my costs are 
my costs are increasing a lot, you know. Um, so yeah, backend costs are, you know, with, with Firebase are paid to Google, uh, which is also the company I work for. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that bad. I mean, I've got stocks. So, uh, but 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 I said, okay, this is not sustainable. Uh, I'm just paying too much, and I I, I worry that you know my my costs um, are just well, gonna just be keep, keep inflating if I don't control them and the referral uh, bonuses won't be enough to cover them. So I made a lot of changes, especially in the past uh, two weeks, uh, a bit less like UI stuff and, you know, backend optimization. Mm. So it's more efficient. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So do you think in the future when there won't be any referrals um, that you have to change kind of your approach and yeah, I- maybe implement some other uh, I don't know, uh, maybe ads or I don't know what you... Yeah, so I, I touched on it a little bit, you know, when I was mentioning V2 and going to the next level with X.Live. Um, this is, I've got a couple of ideas, right? Uh, maybe we're going to uh, talk about it later, but um, I'm likely to, I'm, I'm going to likely build, right now the, the X.Live is free, right? Uh, and traffic is increasing a lot, right? Uh, in the past week, uh, our average about... Uh, 2,000 user, unique user a day. You can imagine that's, mm. uh, that's a lot for uh, a free, for a free website. A lot of traffic. And if I was a static site, that would be okay. But I'm pulling a lot of data from different sources and, and transferring the data over. So I'm being charged for passing that data around. Uh, so I need to be thinking a bit more thoughtful about you know how I want to make it sustainable over time. And I think I'm going to just have some, some sort of premium where you have uh, you know most of the maybe current feature that you have right now on X.Live and all the things I started touching on, you know, like a copy, copy sticking, trading, doing a lot of the advanced features, or even having a set of badges for, you know, uh, uh, in, in the platform. Some of these things I think might be uh, paid, right? You might just have a subscription where um, I had this idea the other day where, you know, uh, going back to that commitment. Uh, mm. X is really a commitment platform. It's not so much about staking or making money. I think it's about really thinking about commitments. And uh, uh, subscription is a kind of a commitment, right? You say, well, I want to use Netflix yeah. for a month, uh, rolling or uh, for a year. So you, you, could, you could have a system where I create a smart contract on top of X. And, um, and as a user, you you decide just to subscribe, let's say, to Exot Live for having all the premium features for a year, for let's say five bucks, right? You you do that, and that that these five bucks, what I could do with this intermediate smart contract, I can put them uh, so the the, the 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 address of the smart contract can be the one just gaining the pound, but uh, it has to stake, it has to stake the money for the amount of, of, of time the person wanted to to subscribe to the platform. So by doing so, the person is supporting both X.Live and X.Live itself is just taking that money for that long, so contributing to, to the X ecosystem overall. So there's a lot of, you know, uh, as uh, Ivan on Tech uh, tend to say, a lot of Lego, uh, financial Lego to do there, and I'm thinking a bit more about these things. So just an idea I'm giving you for the kind of um, uh, uh, maybe paid features or the way I'm, I'm thinking about it uh, coming in the future. Uh, I haven't decided anything yet, um, but I think in the next two, three months, uh, I'll put something out there. Huh. That, that's really interesting. Like, uh, also to implement a com- commitment model 
I actually like it. I would be a, I would be your first customer. Wow, I'm wow. A premium customer. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I need to think about, you know, how much, you know, so it would be kind of a, a very tiny smart contract just on top of X. It's kind of just holding phone. So if you're paying for the premium, the, premium, the, 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 the paid subscription, let's say for a year, five bucks for years, these five bucks I cannot touch. Because it's tech, unless I'm, unless you know, I, I'm touching the smart contract and I, and modify it, and uh, I mean, uh, from from the admin, I decide to unstake that amount, and then I, I pay the penalties. But at least you know that's something that uh, is useful because the the person that wants to subscribe to Exot Live and the features, not only yeah, they they contributes to uh, to make it stable uh, for me uh, as developing the business, but also um, they are staking for that amount of time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, maybe you relate, you know, the uh, also the amount. Um, so if if you have a bigger staker, you know, you have maybe a you know a bigger fee for him or something like that. Mm -hmm. This could maybe work out. Uh, maybe think of a fee structure. Yeah, but but of course there would be also something like. Uh, a choice if you put ads on and you want an ad-free version. Yeah, I think a lot, a lot of applications do that nowadays. Um, I have to think about it, right? I just about I have to do some analytics about you know yeah, what people want, what they don't want, uh, what converts. Uh, for me, I think the the aesthetics is number one, right? So if ads, you don't have control about what kind of ads you have, like maybe topical control. So I think uh, in different ads provider, you could say, well, I want ads around these topics or even some provider don't give you that flexibility. They just uh, scan your website and just figure out what kind of website it is about and just try to match some of the advertisements to the, the topic or the, the theme uh, of your website. So you, you lose a bit of control with ads, you you degrade the experience for users. Uh, so I'll have to think, yeah, yeah, you know, that's the process I was discussing. I'll have to just, uh, Put the number down and say, "Hey, what? How much will it cost uh, to degrade that experience?" Uh, yeah. Versus about you know nice freemium model where maybe you have well less feature. Maybe you have well less feature that you have now, or maybe the frequency at which I'm pulling the data for you um, is even lower than it is now. I have to think about the way I, I put that together. Yeah, yeah. I think the design is more important, as you say, mm -hmm. and because ads are getting annoying and more people start to use uh, Brave Browser um, yeah. or have other ad blockers. So, yeah, uh, you know, I will be curious. I will follow along. Yeah, talking, <laughs> talking about Brave, uh, so Exotive is a Brave verified creator. So, I mean, you can keep you know, if you're brave, you can tip, uh, look on the, on the, the right side of your URL bar, open it and uh, <laughs> tip in, in BAT if you, you wish so, or, uh, or if just if you're just reading the, the, the regular feature of Braves, uh, I'm getting like a few cents a month for the ads that people are viewing while on Brave, while having my uh, website open. But this is really nothing. This is a few, a few cents. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so you have it activated. Yeah, it's, or... uh, I'm verified. Yeah. Ah, you're verified. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I will activate. I have a few 
basic attention tokens just uh you know accrued from um getting them you know you can it uh, and then you get these pop-up uh, ads and then you just receive some basic attention tokens which you can redistribute yeah i, I i'm not sure um i like, I like brave um it does a good job you know having this kind of a native ad blocker and now it's embedded the, the crypto wallet i've actually uh, engaged with uh, some software engineer at brave and it's gonna bring the, the crypto wallet as well to the mobile version of uh, of brave so i'm uh, very exciting because I, I was telling them uh, this is not really you guys are losing market share to these different competitors that are coming up with their own web mobile web browsers with a native uh, crypto wallet in it and so the guys said they are working on it um it's coming soon ah yeah. that's nice <laughs> yeah so um I want to uh, go back to hacks uh, a bit. Uh, sure. What do you think is the most exciting development uh, in hacks, except for hacks.live? <laughs> um, what do you mean by development? It's like in the community, in the in, market, it, in the broader ecosystem? Yeah. Um, around hacks, you know, around like hacks, uh, hacks like uh, all of these tools which could be developed around hacks, what do you think? Currently, I think right now nothing has been nice to follow. nothing has been really happening at scale. I mean, if you look at all all the people that are staking, or all the people that are token holders, we're looking at two hundred thousand potential token holders. Um, the most exciting things really is Uniswap. There's no, I, I think that's like by far. Uh, and the game changer uh, for X it has been there since the beginning, but more more than ever. Uh, um, when when I did my first transaction on Unisop, I was just it's got it's kind of like a change in paradigm. It makes you think differently. You have a glimpse in the future of like what decentralized finance could be, like no no counterparty. You just you you and a distributed API called smart contract on Ethereum. But yeah, it's new and that decentralized, you know, entity that you cannot really grasp. Um, and you know, a few seconds later, you got you got stuff exchanged. There is no, you don't need to require. You know, there's no permission. You can put as much as you want into it. You can withdraw as much as you want. There's no limit. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's it's... beautiful. That's I mean, when I did my first few transaction, having some experience with other centralized exchanges. Uh, Kraken, uh, Bitrex, Binance, uh, Gemini, uh, Coinbase. I, you know, I've, I've tried them all, and uh, I understand they are they are useful. Uh, still, until now, just to convert some of the fiat money into the the crypto ecosystem. But once you're in in the crypto ecosystem, like you really don't need them. You don't need them. Uh, you know, that that's why they, that's yeah. why actually they're well, trying to keep you in. You know, all of them. You know, they want you to be very verified, and you can only withdraw point uh, two Bitcoin a day if you're not verified. Um, they're claiming that this for regulation. It could be, and uh, you know, avoid uh, money laundering. But the the reality is that they just want you to trade on their platform because this is their business model. So the more they have you in, locked in, you know, the more money they make. Yeah. Definitely, and but once you are in the Ethereum ecosystem, mm -hmm. you you just don't have to go out of it. That's why I like, it. and especially through 
um, things like Uniswap, um, I, I like the user experience. Mm-hmm. Just you know, swap between tokens. It's so it's so easy, and and that's what I also you know believe in uh, for the future for the future of finance in general. It should be so easy, just you know, to uh, swap into different assets and into the different currencies, like it would be a Revolut app allocation. Yeah, yeah, not for sure. You you look at Uniswap.info, you look at the the matrix, uh, even the broader DeFi ecosystem. You look at volume, you look at liquidity, you look at transaction. It's these things is getting adopted. You look at the status for Uniswap. You look you look. Liquidity and volume, it's going up. There's no, I mean, you look at the the, you know, the price of the the market cap, it's not moving. Like the broader you know, crypto market cap, but you look at the stats yeah, from yeah. Uniswap.info, volume and liquidity, these things is going up. And yeah, and, and some of it is uh, a good portion is driven by you know the hex adoption, but uh, even other other coins, right? Like since. Um, uh, S, you know, say, um, synthesize S uh, is quite cool. Dai is quite cool. Um, you know, it's like there's a lot of interesting things happening uh, there, and people are using it more and more. So it's not only X; it's like all of these different uh, tools. People are, are are finding value, and they're moving away from uh, centralized uh, alternative. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I just love um, Ethereum. And Ethereum is so crucial and the ecosystem to it. And I like all sorts of developments, but the most important ones are always if it is kind of natively supported. So I know about the uh, synthetics. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned yes. it, right? Yes. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. I'm not so deeply familiar, uh, but they use oracles. Uh, so there is a central point of failure in a way. Um, so if somehow, you know, the states um, uh, on the world could, you know, issue native, you know, currencies on, on Ethereum, that would be great. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that everything would be interoperable. You, so, you know, like X is yeah, fully decentralized, you know, there's no Oracle, no admin key. So, I mean, that yeah. was there. Uh, the only thing happening past the... Uh, the big payday is half of the penalties going for, to the air. Right? This is the only thing uh, that, that someone could, could complain about. Right? About X. like, oh, there's some money. <laughs> but 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 uh, apart from that, like things are set in stone, right? As long as someone is like some enough amount of people are willing to run an Ethereum node, well, X is gonna be running, right? And if yeah. if we're moving to a new uh, chain. Uh, a bit like say split and forks in other other chain, well, it could just even increase the value overall value of X because now you know if we're moving, I don't know, I haven't read the detail of the migration how they want to to, to organize it, but if there was the case that there mm. was a fork and now there's like for example two X, two X right and you you have additional value over there, um, mm. I think it will just even be more exciting because maybe faster transactions. Uh, and new application is going to be able to it's going to enable like new new, new innovation on the ecosystem. So, yeah, I mean, you mentioned uh, half of the hex penalties. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, uh, yeah, that's maybe the only thing uh, 
I also don't feel so good about, but or I it's I feel good about it in the end because you know it goes to an address who truly cares about the project. So in the end, I think it goes into good hands. Um, yeah, personally, personally, I, I don't. Um, it's not not like yeah. um, I don't. I don't mind almost at all. I just feel that because some people may care about it, it could be seen as kind of um. You know, as kind of uh, like detrimental for the marketing of the project. I'm, I'm just, just giving, giving you an, an alternative yeah. that could have been, in my opinion, that much more better for for X and just avoid a lot of criticism. And, and because of that, increase adoption. Um, it would be, let's just say, um, you know, some portion of the penalties goes to kind of funding funding address. It's fine, you know. Uh, whoever build the project, put a lot of time and energy uh, for the past couple of years to put it together, a lot of marketing, a lot of you know, stuff uh, going into the audit. It's, we are kind of a capitalistic society. People that take the most risk early, they get the most rewarded. So I'm, I'm really fine with that. But you could have imagined that let's project yourself in 10 years, right? The kind of like, it's, yeah. it's almost like that becomes like a toll where every time is a penalty, there's someone just get more than everybody else. And that could be seen as kind of a marketing issue in the sense people say, well, you know, there's these things going on and I'm not, I'm not satisfied about it. And that's why you, you can see some, some complaints. You could have had an alternative where you could have said like, the first year is 50% and then the following year is 40%. And it's kind of a decreasing uh, tax on the entire ecosystem over time. And it could, could have been like very, very financially rewarding for the founders of the project, at the same time, uh, making it easier on people saying, well, this is going away over time. Yeah, that, that would have been a, a nice implementation. Yeah, there's so many, I mean, there's I so many good stuff you. and parameters in X. I could say that might only be my only criticism, yeah. not so much for me, but for totally. the marketing impact that could have. Um, yeah. Yes, yes. Like, Exactly. I'm personally all right with it. And in the end, you say, okay, if you don't believe in the project and you unstake it, you know, it goes to the one uh, yeah, yeah, who yeah. deployed it. And, uh, you know, so and what, uh, what I, I mean, if I even push my, my reasoning even further, you could imagine, because we're in the, in the land of, uh, you know, open source, where people are forking and creating value and adding on top of each other, when Ethereum came along, people, you know, people from the Bitcoin community said, oh, no, that, that won't work. This is a scam. Not, it's going to be working. Now, you know, a couple of years later, it start, we just, we just, just discovered it. We're starting to see adoptions and real value being built on top of Ethereum. So people in the Bitcoin community cannot forever having the same, <laughs> the same arguments. But you could say, but you could, you could even be have the same, same kind of reasoning for, for Hex, where you say, well, it's open source, and in next, this year or next year and next couple of years, someone comes up with a similar concept, almost copying, copy, you know, a copycat from Hex, but with some of these elements we discussed that are no longer part of the, the smart contract. Right? It might, it might, it might. People might be excited. They'll be more excited yeah. about that. So I want to see. I'm going to be pay, paying attention at the next hex copycat because I believe people are going to be excited the, by that. If X is successful, people are going to be ex um, excited about 
any copycat from X. The same way people are, are excited about copycat from Bitcoins, it was going to happen for X as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the question is, you know, like how will the ecosystem behave? Well, where will the value um, accrue? I mean, that would be maybe even a nicer model, you know, with this little, you know, detail changed. Um, but for example, in when, you know, Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash departed or Ethereum with yeah. Ethereum Classic, um, it, it is just interesting to see if the first mover, uh, you know, the first time, you know, it is getting deployed, um, it will aggregate, you know, the yeah. the most value. Yeah. So my, 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 I think my thinking is like, I agree with you. <laughs> we'll, it's we'll have to predict how the market reacts. I think Hex has a huge, uh, you know, advance, even on all other like staking protocol, like they're talking about staking for uh, Ethereum 2.0, you have uh, Cosmos and Tezos and others that are doing some some sort of like staking as well. But right, there's only I think one project app because I was, before investing, I've been scanning the ecosystem for for a long, long, long time. And there's um, another smart contract um, that does something similar to what uh, X does, but has almost zero adoption, where uh, yeah, you can lock uh, you can lock uh, your your coins in time in. Uh, you cannot touch them. I, I'm not sure about if you get rewarded or penalized uh, in proportion, but uh, um, th that's the key thing that you, you see with X is the, the penalty The penalty just forces you not to dump. So there's no, yeah, look, looking at it, there are almost no other coins in the ecosystem that has a kind of anti-dump built in. Yeah, and, and, and with the staking and, and this interest, uh, this hooked me the, the most up, you know, when I first heard about it. Um, I don't know how much you are familiar with economics, but in economics, you have something like the interest, yeah. Yeah. the safe interest, you know, and uh, it actually doesn't exist, you know, the safe interest. So in the real world, um, they think, okay, the LIBOR, which is uh, a, a rate that banks uh, lend money to each other and they take the LIBOR rate as kind of yeah, their yeah. safe rate, you know? And, but it's actually not safe because, you know, banks can go bankrupt and, and states can go bankrupt. So Hex has really the first, you know, almost safe rate, which you will, would definitely yeah, 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 but uh, but and, but but uh, you're economy. subject to the the price the price of the token, right? So there's some advantages and and, and disadvantages yeah. because you almost have like go governmental guarantees for many of the banks that 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 kind of this uh, uh, reserve backups. You can still go bankrupt, uh, but there might be you know some legal uh, remediation for some of some of the people just having a contract with with the bank. Uh, in the case of um, in the case of X. Uh, while you can't inf influence the, the the supply, let's say if you want to to stack some euros in a CD in your bank, that won't change the price of the <laughs> uh, the supplies of, of the bank. They just might gonna print yeah. whatever you're not really gonna reduce any supply. It's pretty these days. Uh, there's a lot of printing going around. Um, with yeah, with X, like any yeah any orders that that is taking uh, is uh, influencing the supply. So. Um, 
but, but it, the reverse is, is true. Like if the the market excitements about X, uh, or we reach some sort of a kind of Nash equilibrium where where we have the we found the perfect or the, the average point of staking, the staking ratio of the overall uh, contract. And so now it's very predictable what's going to be the the inflation. And your interest rate, uh, interest rate uh, year after year. Let's say we reach that in five or five or six years, like some sort of stability. Um, yeah. Then you have to think about you know how people, how many new people are coming in, in into X versus how people are just less excited. It really depends on that ratio, right? If the the, the interest rates are high enough, people will keep coming. Compared to it, always compared to existing solution on the market. So. Um, my guess, you know, uh, I'm a technologist, and uh, in five years, there will be most likely a better version of X in the market. Okay, and do you think um, because adjustments to the, you know, the interest rate calculation all, all, all or the, adjustments all the to what we talked you know, before? We about the, the penalties, uh, how this is split. The parameter of the, infl in the inflation, the curve, the big payday bonus, the longer piece beta. I think it's a great start. There's maybe five or six, um, even more. I think I'm lying. Please, there's about 20 different parameters, you know, hard coded in the smart contract. Because it's open source, someone will, yeah. you know, go ahead and and tweak these parameters and try to see if you know there's new market dynamic or new equilibrium that are more interesting for users, right? Um, and so, and so, and so, I think yeah. X is a no. big exercise. There's a couple of years uh, of run, but I have an intuition. Like, like any any technology, any anytime someone tells you oh, this is the, the last smartphone or the last something, the person is wrong. So it cannot be. It cannot be that for X, this yeah. is the all and be all. That cannot be. But I, yeah, it's, it's not a message that I've heard the best. anyone saying in the X community. Uh, it's like everybody is really hyped and bullish because price goes up, and when people are thinking about their their ladder, laddering and the stacks, nobody's actually putting them, themselves in the future. What could be happening? How technology tends to evolve, um, and understanding like how what are the implications of open source? Yeah, I agree. When when I first heard about uh, Bitcoin, for example, I thought of okay, anybody could. Back then, I thought of copying it, like, you know, <laughs> like forking, and in in terms. Uh, back then, I was a bit uh, further away from you know knowing the terms and knowing uh, coding. Um, so that's why I was mostly worried about it, you know, to put my money into it because I'm like, okay, you know, if a state wants to uh, create a similar system, it can just copy the code. Um, so I had to rethink when uh, I had to rethink in 2017 <laughs> because the value was uh, going up mm -hmm. uh, insanely. And you have to, I think you have to have a really big new feature to onboard so many new users. Are, are, you, are, are, you, are you sure though? So if you look, if you look at like um, most cryptocurrencies, Right now, and the values they are. Well, you could. You, yeah, you, you, I mean, it depends on what what you mean by onboarding a lot more users. But 
there's a lot of values in copycat of Bitcoin right now. Uh, you go from Litecoins to Dogecoins to all the others. I mean, their values are people and people are not selling their coin. And it, I mean, the feature of the, okay. the feature gap is almost true, not, true. right? They, they change same thing. They change a couple of parameters, the block size. Uh, but I mean, yes, yeah, Ethereum has a lot of new features compared to Bitcoin. But uh, what I'm saying is like, it's not you don't need necessarily a lot of new features for value to accrue. When, I don't know if you know, um, you know Uber, I, I guess you know, yeah, the, 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 the driving uh, yeah, service. Um, well, there's a lot of competition and people are providing the same features, but they're also onboarding users. It's kind of competition. People are finding, humans are very, very uh, peculiar in the sense that even with tiny amount of uh, modification, it could be, a uh, color, it could be an email that they receive, they will start, you know, loving a brand over and mm. even being fanatic about it. <laughs> you can, you see, you see that with, you know, uh, yeah, mobile yeah. phone and smartphone as well, right? Uh, you know, if you, you step back, you know, whether you have an iPhone on the, one of the high-end Android, Android, you can do exactly the same. Same functionality, there's no added feature really, right? Some people say, well, we have, uh, how's it called it? In, uh, I don't have an, an iPhone, so um, I, I message, right? Where we can do video. As if, you know, mm -hmm. this the same yeah. equivalent functionality is not existing on Android. I enjoy it, you know, you, you find someone that has WhatsApp or Skype or any new video chat with them. Okay, it's not, you, you, you just tap on two, two additional buttons because you need to open another app, another app instead of like having it natively. But, yeah, the idea of like, yeah, uh, having feature differentiation for accruing value, um, it, it doesn't have to be. Uh, it helps, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, okay. So um, in the end, you think that there will be a lot of uh, hacks for it. And um, I mean, there will be definitely. I can really think of uh, one. So. Uh, <laughs> What, I what is the, what think you, of one. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of one. Yeah. Okay. I know. <laughs> um, so, and value will be also accrued on these platforms because um, um, you are arguing that uh, people want to be maybe a little bit more tribal and uh, there will be people um, somehow uh, getting, you know, new users to, uh, to yeah. their, this is the same know, way. Fork. The same way you have Bitcoin Cash yeah. uh, and you know uh, Bitcoin Core, people will say, "Well, I I believe that this is the future, or this is how I want to use the product." And so, yeah, yeah, so gonna, this is this, the, the beauty of you know permissionless this... open source. Anyone can say, "Well, I want my own version," and if people find value in my own version, they will join. And so, I, I, I because because X not you know at the core, the idea of commitments and rewards for commitment and penalty for, um, for you know, not, not, being, not, not meeting the, the term of your commitment, which, uh, which you see in many actually, just an emulation of what you see in many aspects of our, our lives in society. But having put that into a, a smart contract as in, that has been the, the genius. Mm. I think people will, yeah, that, because that idea now it's really, it's out of the bottle and people say, oh, there's value. There's people that believe in that value. I think people will um, just play around with different parameters and maybe add on top of eggs and 
maybe on top of the smart contract itself, but maybe create uh, other forks of the, the smart contract or using similar concept of ideas about uh, even staking itself is already out mm. there. So what people, other projects you could think about Ethereum right, when they're building Ethereum 2.0, there's no, yeah. they could be building mm -hmm. some sort of like uh, early termination fee as well, right? Uh, nobody maybe mentioned it at the time, but um, I won't be surprised if one of the EIP, which are, you know, the proposal, Ethereum proposal, uh, does it, someone doesn't come up, you know, in the GitHub, uh, they say, hey, I, I, it might be interesting just to add uh, some termination fee for people that are early in stake so that we can maybe fund better the ecosystem and also have people staking for longer, right? So they might just reuse some of the success that we're seeing and reuse that. That's a beauty. So what I would really encourage the entire X community is saying as, you know, uh, you're sharing the project with others and, and the ideas and the, the, the philosophy that goes with it, um, be open uh, and don't be surprised if you, you see similarities being replicated elsewhere with some fine tuning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I agree on a lot of things. Do you think that countries should um, design their national currency in a similar uh, way? You mean using smart contracts? Um, yeah, using smart contracts, maybe on Ethereum, uh, but also this commitment. I, I, I think especially um, of this commitment uh, type. I don't, I don't see why... Uh, well, there's two, I think there's two questions embedded in your question. I think the first is, hey, do you see uh, countries coming up with their own, uh, you know, their own token and smart contract? We've seen that some people are trying. Uh, in that case, you know, why are you doing it on blockchain versus doing it on the centralized database? Uh, if you have control of the admin key of the smart contract, well, you know, just, just, just use a database because, you know, as long as you have the admin key, then you can change, uh, you know, the policies on demand. Uh, it might not work. What what could happen is like you have maybe a big more hybrid solution, where you have some sort of I can have a, what I call admin function into the smart contract. So you can imagine a, a, a country, let's take Sweden, they're putting a smart contract there, but the government still wants to have some level of control, some levels onto some parameters of the smart contract. So the smart contract could anchor there. Well, if we're you know playing around with interest rate. We, we always want to, to have it between zero and three. So you can never go negative or never go above that. In that case, you just have a kind of an admin function that can modulate that within that range, but you can go outside of the range, right? So in that case, well, you have a smart contract that is you know, um, decentralized because um, everybody can participate in, in it. But at the same time, you, you give some flexibility to uh, governments to still influence some of their monetary policies. Uh, with regard to staking and commitment, um, the only kind of analogy I can I can come up with with commitment with, with regard to a nation or uh, a nation or a country is uh, tax uh, and maybe uh, voting and enrollment. Right? Um, there could be some some rewards or some level of commitments that people are putting the the, the, the citizens of the country are putting in. And then get some some rewards in terms of like you know voting power or uh, taxation relief based on you know how they're engaging within that community. 
So uh, I think it's very early. I haven't, I haven't followed enough like all the um, developments in decentralized organization, the AO. Um, but I have a project uh, for next year. Mm. Uh, I'm not ready to, to discuss that publicly, but I, I have a project related to governance uh, that I want to, to put together. So I'll have to do a bit more research like okay, uh, what are the you know, dynamics and the game theory around uh, how people are, you know, it could be a small group, it could be 10 people or, or a million people organizing themselves around smart contract and tokens. Ah, that I'll, sounds I'll, really interesting. I'll, I'll Keep me notified. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I think we have very similar thoughts, you know, um, on hybrid solutions, you know, in the future. And I think it's just, you know, uh, it, it's just yeah. we have to wait it out, you know, so the technology advances and, and people uh, do more projects and see how. You know, once there is a really yeah. good standard to do things, uh, then governments and, and, and countries will more likely. Uh, yeah, I think, I think things the two like things going to happen. It's like both. It's going to be. I think what we're going to see in the next twenty years is we are going to see uh, because we see that movement with people being crypto saying, "Hey, we want we want more control." You know, uh, from banks, from politicians, from media. There's this movement saying, "Hey." I, I don't think there's an elite or there's some people having more control than myself as a citizen. And I'm not sure that even when voting, my voice is being heard. So uh, we've seen that in next next in the past 10 years. And I think next 20 years, you know, uh, with the advancements of, of blockchain or the ID is similar. It could be on blockchain or outside. People will, will question and start to organize themselves uh, a bit differently. Um, we, we are first going to see it in some of the... The societies where they are the most progressive or the most uh, risk averse, uh, they're gonna try out a few things. They're gonna try a few things that are uh, hybrid, uh, hybrid, and 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 what you'll you'll see is that uh, people will notice, hey, well, the you know the GDP or the productivity of that country or the happiness or uh, so much efficiency gain eventually will start accrue in some of these maybe smaller countries or states, uh, and people will be forced to to follow. Yeah, great, great. Um, before I wrap this up, I want to ask you a really big question. Are you ready? Uh, do, you, do you ask me if I have any question for you? Um, no, um, you, yeah, ask me if uh, you have any question. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, me, but I have yeah. a big question yeah, so for we, you we before mostly, I wrap you know, it up. We discussed about, you know, <laughs> Hex.Live and Hex and uh, my view on, on, on DeFi and the future of DeFi. Um, my my question for yeah. you is like, how, you know, how did you got into doing what you're doing now with that podcast? How the idea came about, and where do you see uh, that medium evolving over time? Uh, another way to phrase it is like, you know, what do you want to accomplish with Benny on Hex? Oh, that, that's a nice question. Thanks. Um, so I wanted to contribute to, you know, the Hex ecosystem. I, uh, I started to follow the project, uh, you know, very early on. And uh, first I had my uh, little Telegram channel and I wanted to just, you know, provide with information 
Um, I was maybe uh, the first or one of the first who had a price, you know, prediction based on DAA mm -hmm. on the first day. Um, and I think um, I, I got a, like 200 subscribers around that time. Uh, um, but with time, you know, like there were all of these nice websites Uh, so I was like, okay, you know, I didn't automate that stuff. So I maybe, uh, I'm, I'm looking into different ways of contri contributing. Um, and I thought, you know, I myself want to get closer to the people who build, uh, nice websites, uh, tools and, um, are YouTubers and I want to maybe, talk to them, um, provide with more in-depth talk about mm -hmm. all around about hacks, you know, about the ideas, about the design and um, how people are contributing. And I think that is the core idea I see. behind this podcast. Yeah, and, and then I will see how it evolves. You know, if people want to listen to it more, we'll have more people on the show. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm very it. honored and pleased to, you know, to be the first person coming in. I did not know what to expect, um, you know, when you asked me uh, to be on. And, um, you know, you, you've been very professional, you know, uh, setting it up, uh, exchanging with me in the past couple of weeks. Um, so I'm glad that we uh, finally, you know, ended up doing it. Yeah, me too, me too. And you never know, you know, you talk to so many people and some people are just, you know, doing something and they tell you, okay, I will do that. And then in the end, they don't. But yeah. not in yeah. the Hex community, you know, uh, whoever I talk to, They are committed to it and they want to do things. And I'm so yeah, happy about that. I think, that. you know, I'm going to start showing uh, around that uh, commitment theme where, you know, the Mexicans are very committed people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes sense. <laughs> and, and one also uh, thought which I had is that You know, we get mm -hmm. all these hex media out. Uh, there are people on Twitter, you know, twittering about all sorts of hex appreciations and charts. And uh, then you have uh, the YouTubers, uh, like uh, Hexologist and Crypto Coffee um, and Huddle Dog and uh, also some others. Um, but I didn't find any podcast on Apple Podcast, for example. So I'm like, oh, it would be great to be on Apple Podcasts too, you know, if somebody's just looking yep. around for cryptocurrency podcasts. And uh, we're using currently Anchor app. The, it's yeah, it's pretty yeah. neat. Uh, I like it very much. I hope it's still the recording. I the recording. I have to say that's my first time. I had to download the app for, for the, your podcast, Benny. And uh, that's very smooth. Like you, you get in, start recording. Um, We've been going for uh, one hour and 40 minutes and yeah, my phone is still up. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. And it automatically distributes uh, the podcast to other platforms like Spotify and 
Apple Podcasts um, and some other ones. I'm not sure how exactly it will work, uh, but uh, I will try to do it. It, oh. it should do it automatically. Let's see. So last question, sir. Do you think Hex is going to overtake um, Bitcoin? So... So in terms, yeah, run. in terms of, I guess, price, uh, in terms of market cap, right? In market, um, in market okay. cap, things, uh, yeah. And and maybe uh, and maybe user terms too. And how do you define user? Okay, I'm asking let's, you know, let's. I'm doing a lot say, of like products um, and, and user metrics, and uh, you could think about you know uh, mostly active users. How do you find active uh, the purchasing power of each user? Uh, you could just have like empty addresses. So uh, the way you define your metrics is uh, very important. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's have active users. Uh, active users are uh, maybe more interesting because you know Bitcoin addresses. You should uh, not use a Bitcoin address uh, multiple times, and uh, Ethereum addresses are um, a bit different. So it would. Wouldn't be good to, you know, compare those. You could say um, someone that is engaging with the X smart contract uh, at least once in a quarter or a year, a month. How do you define active? Um, once in a quarter. Once in. Yeah, uh, it's in interesting because yeah. with that definition, then. Let's, let's assume that 50% of most users are stuck for 15 years. And by that, that standard, you don't have any active users. <laughs> so, so that's why, that's why you know, it's very important. But I'm, okay. I'm just you know, being provo uh, uh, provocative here. Uh, yeah. we, 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 let's just say uh, that, you know, um, that people that is engaged with the, the smart contract for, for a year or so, uh, and have a couple of stacks and that, you know, they have expiring stacks, uh, you know, uh, every couple of months. Uh, I don't actually know the exact same metrics for Bitcoin. So I to want to be, to be accurate and to answer you, I'll have to, to, to do a bit more study about like uh, what, you know, how do you find active user in Bitcoin? Uh, if we just look at the, yeah, that, that, that's an that's important a tricky one. And I, I wish there was more, you know, all this, you know, this um, stat website like CoinMarketCap, CoinGreco, uh, define polls. They should be do find an active product, active users, right? Or do you define value or, or activity? Uh, is that just transaction? Yes. It's because but looking at the volume and market cap is very is the minimum you can do. It's a, it's a proxy, but doesn't give you an underlying understanding uh, of what's happening, especially in the DeFi ecosystem, uh, because you have this concept of uh, you know uh, transactions that are very custom to each smart contract. Uh, that becomes relevant. Uh, so, 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 just to answer like your question, I'm not, I'm not dodging. Um, do I think that X mm -hmm. can take over okay. Bitcoin? So, let's just use market cap for the sake of uh, the arguments. Uh, right now, we are. So, so, something I did because I was a bit pissed yeah. that uh, all these uh, websites keep on hiding hacks as it well. We're 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 in the decentralized world. There's no one source of authority, no. right? So if they aggregate <laughs> all these different uh, coins and calculate their market cap, 
I don't know how much they are trimming other other coins, right? If they do anything with Ripple uh, or anything with Bitcoin. But my understanding is like when they look at mark, uh, the market cap for Bitcoin, all the current uh, token holders of Bitcoins are counted in, right? Even if some people, let's say Satoshi is dead or hasn't moved that coin, they are counted in. So um, I decided to, to, to put that uh, this week on, on the website. So I'm just going, getting the data from CoinPathica, yeah. the, the CoinPathica API. I'm just uh, counting for the top 50 their market cap. And then I'm just, uh, yeah, just sorting them by market cap. I am and just accounting for the, mm-hmm. the, the entire market cap of X. And right now we are on the number 23 um, with about 700 million of dollars uh, in market cap. And that puts us, let do the quick calculation. So Bitcoin is around uh, 162 billion, so 162 and 0.7 over 162, mm. a 0.4%. So in market cap right now, X is 0.4% of uh, Bitcoin market cap. So um, yeah, in order to take over, uh, we would have to do roughly about 200X in market cap. At, at Assuming that the Bitcoin market cap uh, remains stable. Um, so that's a lot. 200 from now, it's a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, so the question is less, yeah. can we do it? Maybe we can, but it's more in, on which time frame, right? Uh, so it's a couple yeah. of years. That's and, a couple of years. True. And, and it's a question if uh, all of those sites uh, present the market cap accurately or like i think even coin paprika is uh, trying to yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, limit the market cap and don't count in uh, the origin andrews's um, coins and yeah it's a question how they want to display us that's really and weird somehow really weird. i have this feeling that we are this underdog and um, no yeah and everybody's neglecting you know, uh, this whole thing. Maybe after the big payday. I, I no, think it doesn't I matter much in a sense that we've been uh, growing so fast so quickly uh, in terms uh, of price market that, well, it's okay to be a bit under the ra- radar now. I mean, for everyone that wants to get more X. <laughs> um, I'm not, you know, I'm not mad that uh, these sites are not going <laughs> Can you imagine if X was there? It's all the, the gains, the, the daily, the monthly, the yearly gains. We would uh, be a shining star on the top 50. We would be a shining star across all of them. So, yeah. I mean, as someone that is looking into getting more X, I prefer not to be a shining star too early, let's just say. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't expect, you know, all this increase, you know, recently. I, I had, you know, my, <laughs> my plan how to get in smoothly. And then this, <laughs> I came, I got in smoothly anyway. Um, and if it would be a shooting star, uh, there would be so much press around it. And now it's much more like, oh, do you know about Hex? What? You talk about hex, the scam. Uh, no, man, it's really nice. You know, I made 
uh, yeah. I staked hacks and I so, so, got so again, interest I don't and think I earned the, like a couple hundred of dollars. That and, optimistic that we're gonna beat Bitcoin uh, at least in three years. So even then, that'd be I'm not sure I would bet on that. If you ask me really to to put a bet on when we're passing Bitcoin, even if I look at two, three, uh, three to five years, I'm not even sure we can we can get that. That's 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 my my thing right now because that would mean that the Bitcoin market cap remains, let's say, somewhat stable. It's quite, I mean, we are quite at kind of the lows of Bitcoin right now, right? There's eventually some potential for appreciation. Um, but it remains the same. And while remaining the same, you have X just like crushing it. And the question is like, where that new money, you know, that market cap, that value, where does it come from, right? So you wouldn't have to a lot of economic energy coming in and not even touching other coins above Hex for Hex to, to, to go that far. The other alternative is it's going to be a mix of all of these things, but it's going to be uh, X capturing some of the value of some of these coins or some of the shit coins. It's happening uh, already. I've seen only uh, in the past two weeks uh, about a dozen of comments on YouTube videos of people or, or, or feed on, on Twitter saying, I sold all my shit coins to get in X, right? So obviously it could be the case that, you know, they have new, new, uh, new dollars being injected into crypto and then, X is capturing more value than any other coins above us. And these are, uh, and this coupled with uh, X cannibalizing value from existing coins above or below. So these two components will determine you know, how fast we will rise. Um, but yeah, 200X from, from where we are now, uh, it's, I think it's a couple of years. I think we need to, to be patient. Uh, X is about, as I mentioned it a couple of times in this, in this podcast, is about long-term commitment. So let's be patient. <laughs> nice. Let's be patient. That's a good um, good way to yeah. end the podcast. Thank you yeah, so thank much. Thank you, for coming Benny. I think that was you know the first, first time I did uh, it was a public really uh, nice. I conversation. So you know, I've I've got Twitter. I, I got uh, uh, a new group in Telegram, but that's you know the first time I, I'm my voice uh, onto X Live, and um, this afternoon I've got a, a live show with a, uh, with Crypto Coffee on his YouTube channels, and I'll put my my face there as well. Um, so yeah, I mean that's uh, just you know nice. testimony of me saying that you know I like the project, and I you know I want just to share my ideas and my views and making the entire ecosystem um, better for onboarding more users. But yeah, thank you, uh, Benny. That was that was a blast. Uh, had a, a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you like this episode, then follow me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash the underscore superbunny, or join my Telegram group t.me forward slash hackstats. I highly recommend to check out hacks.live if you have not done it already. You can support me by sending me some hacks through the address in the show notes or click the referral link to receive 10% more hacks. Have a good day and see you next time.